Welcome to the Dewhawk Digest, the podcast for all things Loras College. It's April, and that means football season. At least this year it does. In this episode, we take a look at how the Loras College football team transitioned to playing in the spring, and we'll get a look at what is in store for this unique season. I'm Robert Waterbury, Assistant Director of Campus Communications, and I'm pleased to welcome head football coach Steve Helminiak. Coach, welcome to the Dewhawk Digest. Thanks for having me, Robert. I really appreciate you taking the time because obviously, yeah, we're in the middle of the season. You've got a lot going on all of a sudden. How does it feel to be currently in in season in spring? I, I think you know initially it was it was a little odd. You know, um, as we transitioned into practicing um, sort of our what would be our fall camp in the spring, and that's usually that usually happens before school starts. So essentially, our fall camp happened during classes. So there was it was much busier for the guys, less time for preparation to get into the season. So that was that was challenging. Um, but I think once we started playing and got into game week, things started to feel normal. Um, and I would say, uh, you know, that first weekend we had great weather and uh, it felt like a fall evening. And so it was uh, it, it was it was good. It was good to get back out there. But it certainly is a little different. Sure. Well, and take me back to the fall when the decision is made that there's not going to be any football, at least in the fall. So everything kind of just school starts and there's no football going on. What was that like for you and, and for your staff to kind of get ready? Yeah, um, it, it was, um, you know, I think during this whole process, you know, we, we always knew that that was a possibility as you saw more and more teams uh, make the decision not to play in the fall at all levels. And, um, you know, the, the American Rivers held firm and, and wanted to play. So we actually reported to camp. We, our guys came, in to, came to campus and uh, we actually had a day of meetings and guys had moved into the dorms. And um, then that night I was notified that we had a meeting in the morning. It's like at 7, 7 a.m. So I, I, you know, quickly knew what that was going to be about. Mm-hmm. And so the very next day they, they canceled the season. So then we... I immediately called a staff meeting for the coaches, you know, informed them what was going on. And then we, right, right after that, then we had an uh, emergency team meeting to inform the guys. And it was at that point, again, uh, in the COVID era, there's so many unknowns and that, and a new unknown began because uh, we actually stopped all athletically related activities. So we had, you know, hundred plus guys on campus um, idle, mm-hmm. you know, because we couldn't practice or lift them or have meetings or anything. And, so, um, you know, it was about a two and a half week period where those guys, some of them went home, some of them stayed here, some of them, you know, started to work at their jobs again um, until they um, knew what was going to be the next steps. And then we were informed that we could start practicing. So during those two weeks as a coaching staff, we had already put together a plan as to uh, how it would shape and, and take place moving forward. So we had, uh, we had a, we put together an eight week practice session and, um, you know, uh, we're and some of that was going to be really slow moving, you know, just introducing guys back into football. And then and then as we got into it a little bit more, about three, four weeks into it, then we would uh, kind of get back into normal football in terms of practicing. Um, and, you know, and best laid plans of mice and men off to go awry. And of course, we got hit with COVID about midway through and we shut it down for about a week and a half, two weeks. So it ended up being a total of nine weeks. Um, and we lost some practices in there, but you know, I felt like our guys um, just 
kept overcoming. You know, they, mm-hmm. they adjusted, they adapted, um, and uh, I think they're excited just to be around one another. You know, I think the, the personal interaction and, you know, and young folks like to uh, be athletic and, and be active, and, and I think that was really good for them to get back out there and play. How do you maintain that sense of, of team and football focus when there's no football and, and there's, there is so much uncertainty? I, you know, and I, I, that's a great question. I, I, I think it was just about being together, you know, and, and enjoying one another and, and, and being able to practice mm-hmm. and, and sort of hone our craft. Um, because, you know, you go back to March and, and it was like so sudden when everybody left and, you know, some guys you may not have even saw when they left, you mm-hmm. know, because uh, guys were sort of going in every different direction. We were trying to help kids get out of town and, you know, and then you didn't see them until they came back in August and, and unless you're on a Zoom. So being in front of them personally was um, w- was gratifying. And I think for our for our student athletes as well as, as for our coaches, um, so that the personal interaction with one another was great. And uh, I think that's what kept them going was being around one another, you know. Everything before that was either via Zoom or on the phone or texts, and so so being able to be around one another really helped those guys um, overcome some of that. Not playing games, but mm-hmm. still practicing. Sure, having that that sense of um, camaraderie helps, and then being able to to give them practice probably still gives them that sense of there's something normal ish going on. So even if we, there's uncertainty, there's still certain things that they can kind of hang their hat on and, and expect. Yeah, absolutely correct. It was, it was, there was some sense of normalcy for them when we started mm-hmm. practicing again, you know, they were in pads, they were in helmets mm-hmm. and they were running around. And, you know, although there was different things like, you know, we had to make sure that we were in five minute segments. Um, you know, we had the gator masks for them at practice so that when they would take their helmets off, they had, you know, they had to put the gator masks up. Um, their water bottles had to be separate. They had to have their own water bottles as opposed to, you know, from the athletic training staff. Mm-hmm. So there's some little nuances that we had to change, but they adapted to that well. They were just happy to be out there and be around one another. The camaraderie was definitely a big part of that. Okay. And you touched on this a little bit, but obviously you come in and fall, they cut, there's fall camp. There's there's a, a football focus that they when they come that's what they're that's what they start with. And then then you transition into the academic year and football is, is a part of that. How was it? How did it go this year with the spring? So academics are first, and then you're bringing them into camp. So how 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 did that transition go? I mean, it, I I think um, it, it it certainly had its challenges and still does have its challenges, um, but I, I think the the promise or the hope that they were going to actually play games, they they were willing to adapt and adjust to anything they could to get on the field and. That was um, sort of what made it easier for us as coaches planning because our schedule has changed. Normally in football, you have a very um, concrete schedule from week to week, day to day, and right now it's not. Mm-hmm. And it kind of pull your hair out as a coach because you like it to be the same. So they get into a groove and, you know, and then and things flow a little bit easier and you're on time with meetings and structure and how you're planning, you know, your game prep and all those things. And right now it's so different, you know, when, when we practice, the times, the days, um, how is all different. And, uh, but I think through all of that, and, and, and the addition of what you started off with was the academic side, um, having all of that at the beginning, our guys just, I think, just kept looking at, we get a chance to play a game. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's one game or two games, we get a chance to play the game that we love. And that's sort of what kept our guys going and still does at this point in time. 
terrible. Well, and, and the season's underway, so just stepping on the field at this point has got to have made a huge difference for, for not only the players, but also you and, and the staff. Just, I mean, it's kind of to have that, all right, this feels right, finally. It, it absolutely did and still does, and we're thankful, and it's a blessing that we, we are getting to do this. Um, you know, and I, I, I hearken back to, I think um, Loris College, you know, from the president on down to um, our coaches, ha have, have really been calculated and not knee-jerk in this whole process, and that's really helped as well. Um, and, and it's allowed us to, to kind of have this sense of normalcy in, in, in the spring. And to be able to get to do that for our guys, and I think it keeps them coming back. I think it keeps these kids in college. I think it keeps these kids at Loris. And um, that's been really good for, for our football program, for our athletic department, and for Loris College. Sure. So as I mentioned, season's underway, and you guys are off to a 2-0 start. You can't complain about that, I guess. Nope. But So wins over University of Northwestern, St. Paul, and Luther College. How do you feel this early on? How do you feel about the team thus far? Yeah, I, I feel good. I, you know, I knew that first week that our, we were going to really be ready to go. They, I mean, um, I, I knew that there was a lot of excitement to get back on the field. So they were, you know, they were excited to play, and our coaches were excited to get out there and compete. And um, I, I felt like we were probably the better team going into week one, um, and we would have a good chance to win the game. Um, so that 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 was a that was a good start for our guys and and allowed them to to see you know really and if you go all the way back to the fall it's the longest we've ever practiced without having a game so mm -hmm. it was, in essence it was about nine weeks in the fall you know plus, minus the week off but uh, and then you know about five weeks in the spring before we played a game so that's a long time going without playing a game so they they were ready and they were prepared and. And they've had a lot of meeting time and, and practice time to, to, to be ready to play. And uh, it showed. They played really well on that first, that first evening. And uh, we got the big win. Um, I, I think with the second game with Luther, I think, uh, honestly, I think Luther was probably a little bit more excited to play because that was their first mm -hmm. game back. So they came out sort of on fire a little bit. Even though we jumped out on a big lead, I think that they were, they were really excited to be out there. But... Um, you know, our guys persevered and overcame and got a, another big win. I think we, we outscored our opponents something like 100 and, 105, 106 to 34 so in the first two games. So it felt good. It really does. Yeah, well, and, yeah, to, to that point, I mean, the offense has, has clearly been on track early. with uh, sixty. You hung 61 on Northwestern and then 45 against Luther. So that's got to be feeling good, and, and part of that's got to be – you know, it doesn't hurt to have a, a quarterback who's a senior and a three-time starter in Noah Sitworth. Yeah, he is. Um, he's the real deal for us. I mean, in terms of, you know, when you go through the recruiting process, you, you, you look at obviously, you know, what kind of football player they are. They can play. Or what kind of student are they going to? Are they going to be? Can they be successful at Loris College? And then, probably the most important part of it is what kind of citizen are they? And um, Noah. Um, he, he's all three. He's exactly what we're looking for on this campus. He's an outstanding student. He's a really talented football player. Uh, but above all, he is a great young man, comes from a great family, um, local product from Waller Catholic. So, um, yeah, and to have a guy that's that dedicated and works that hard, perseveres, um, yeah, to, and, and specifically in that position. That, that position is so different than any other position in, in all of sports. And um, to have a guy um, 
the total package there is has been really good for our football program. And it helps to have some some weapons around him when you have you know you have Elijah Thomas who was injured last year is able to come back in the running back and you also have uh, Ty back there Ty Bow shoots back there as well. How is how is that that backfield looking for you? Yeah, we're we're excited about it. You're exactly right when you say there's a lot of weapons and and we uh, you know that's kind of what our offense is is has been since we've taken over is we. We want a lot of guys to touch the football. You'd have one tailback to maybe have 30, 35 carries, and he'd rush for 150 yards or one receiver. You know, we in that first week, I think we had 12 guys catch the ball. You know, and so there's a lot of different guys that we want to get the ball to. We certainly look at you know guys like Eli and Ty and K, you know Kaver Cook um, to make sure that they we want them to get their touches. But there's a lot of other guys that that can contribute and. You know, Eric Raddick is another running back that has stepped up. He's got three touchdowns in the year already. Um, Marty McGovern is another guy, Hunter Machi and Mike McDevitt. So there's a lot of weapons that Noah has to work with. And But I think you're right, though. I think it starts with Eli and Ty. They've, they've been difference makers for us. Well, yeah, I mean, having a, that combination of passing with, with Noah and then the running. And Noah can run, too. But then yes. you have the, uh, the, the running game behind him. That opens up that offense. And then you've got the big guys up front to – protect and blow the holes open yeah the 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 all line is so important um the continuity now we've got uh you know we've got a couple guys banged up in there and but um i I think we're i think we'll be healthy going into our next game and um they've done a really nice job of of coming together as a unit um that's a that's an important group of guys it's like a team within a team with the offensive line so to have those guys have some continuity will be important Mm -hmm. for us moving forward so we feel good about it we feel good offensively um, as a whole, we just want to make sure that we stay healthy. Yeah, and, and yeah, you mentioned building that continuity. You only had two two returning starters from a year ago, so mm-hmm. it, that's getting that uh, that comfortability of knowing who's going where and knowing that they're you know they've got each other covered on their assignments. That makes a big difference. And every day it's happening. You can see it every day. They're getting more and more comfortable working with one another, which mm-hmm. is really good to see. And they they care about one another, and they you know they expect a lot for from one another. Mm-hmm. So the one start, the, this one senior you have coming back is Drew Blazekovic. Yeah, Blazer is a leader. He's, uh, you know, in essence, he'll be a three-year starter. Uh, we lost him in 2019 in Game Two, um, and uh, you know he tore his ACL. It was uh, sort of it was a late hit on, on a play mm. that was already over, and, and an opponent took a shot at him, and it was uh, it really hurt us because as as the sees their center, and the center is your quarterback of the offensive mm-hmm. line, and and. He has got a really good grasp of football as an offensive lineman, and he's able to manage the entire offensive line and tell everybody what to do and where they should be looking on all those things. He's got a really high football IQ, um, and so when we lost him, that was a, that was a big blow to us. Uh, you know, in 2019, I I think, you know, we didn't have that continuity in the offensive line in 2019 because we had like three or four different injuries and guys in and out of the lineup. Uh, so to have, you know, Blazer as we as we call him affectionately, to have Blazer back in the lineup has has been really good for our offensive line. It's helped it's helped this this young these younger guys gel a little bit. Well, and, and you can kind of see in those first two weeks the success that having that type of leadership both on the line and then be, you know under center really is making a difference, and it's it's noticeable. Yeah, it yeah. sure has been. So on the other side of the ball, obviously the defense is no slouch. <laughs> obviously, um, looked really good against Northwestern. Um, and then held off, a, a, you know, as you said, a juiced-up Luther team that was ready to play. They did, and they, they've, um, y- you know, they've, 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 they've really run to the football. Um, they've had, you know, you know, multiple uh, tackles for losses and sacks and hits on the quarterback, and that's kind of the brand of football that we want to play defensively mm-hmm. is 
we really want to run the football. We really want to pursue. Um, and it's got to be 11 guys, you know, playing their role and and um, and and really playing with their hair on fire. And and uh, that's the brand of football that Coach Bowers brought to our defense. And uh, you have seen it. It's just gotten better and better and better. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I'm I'm excited with the way they're playing. And there's there's some there's some talent that returns. And then there's some guys that sort of mixed in, didn't get as much snaps um, in 2019 as they're getting now, but they were still part of it. So there's there's more experience there than you would think you know on the back end with Foley um, Jack Foley will be a three-year starter and and then uh, Brett Bauer and Zach Kemp um, you know Zach and Brett both played even though they weren't starters they played quite a bit for us um, the other corner uh, Zacchaeus Knighton you know we've been waiting to see him step up and we, he really has so we're excited about about how he's playing uh, we moved Jay Squinn from the offensive side over to the defensive side he's at corner now very athletic young man. He's really taken to it, and um, he had no hesitation moving over there. He said whatever he had to do for the team, um, and he's he's blossomed. Um, our linebackers, we lost two really good players. Chris Miller was a um, all-region player for us, two-time first-team all-conference, and and then Walker Even was also an all-conference player. We wa- we lost both of those guys. Um, Chris to graduation, and then Walker uh, basically to the COVID-19 era. You know, he he chose. Um, not to come back because he was going to graduate early and and um, so he wasn't going to be here. Um, so Josh Jones steps in and, and Justin uh, Kiefer also steps in. Um, I should say Josh Kiefer has stepped in. <laughs> Justin was his father who played for me. So, um, but uh, uh, you know they've done a great job. I've, I've really been in, um, encouraged by by their development as players mm-hmm. and um, and you know uh, we haven't missed a beat there. So those guys have been really good at linebacker and. We've got an outside linebacker who sometimes he's like a he's like a rush guy, you know, um, comes off the edge for us. Brett McWilliams has been terrific for us as well. He's a returning starter. You know, up front we lost uh, four seniors, but uh, the the guys have played well up front. The the guys that have stepped in, we two guys that played a lot with Sam Jones and Chance Halfhill. They've played quite a bit for us, so you know, um, it's, you know they're not uh, they're not new to this. They're they're veteran players for us, so. So we feel good about the guys that we have on our defensive side of the ball, and, and uh, they continue to impress. Mm-hmm. Well, and then, you know, not to overlook the special teams, which is not insignificant, is Nick Farfan, who's an exceptional kicker for you guys. He's uh, he's been really good this year. Um, you know, he had a, he had a miss or two um, on on Saturday against Luther, but it was not his doing. You know. Um, Noah Sigworth is our normal holder, and we had a backup holder come in, and, and we had a little bobble there, so that really wasn't on, on Nick. But up until then, he was perfect mm-hmm. and had done a really nice job. Um, and then, um, you know, we have a freshman, Zach Talbot, who, who has been outstanding in our kickoffs, and uh, he was uh, D3.com team of the week is what it is. Sure. Um, so uh, he's been great for us as well. So the specials have been really good. Um, they've really helped us with field position. They, you know, and I think that was one of the big differences in the game against Luther is, um, you know, we were able to win the field position battle, and a lot of it had to do with our special teams. Okay. Well, looking at the rest of the, the season upcoming here, obviously every week is kind of its own little mystery as to when if, if there'll be a game or not. But uh, is there anything that, uh, as, you, as you look forward, that you're really looking forward to or looking to, to see out of your team as, as the weeks go by? Yeah, I, uh, absolutely. You know, um, how the season was supposed to end was was, uh, was going to be UD and then Warburg and Co., which are upper-end teams in our league. And um, so we really were, were excited about playing those games. Obviously, this week um, we had the, um, the COVID-19 issue hit University of Dubuque. So 
um, that game got postponed or canceled, um, depending on what happens with the next sure. games. So we, we've kind of moved on to Warburg at this point in time, and we're excited to play Warburg. You know, there are, you know, I think as your program develops and, and continues to grow, you want to play, you know, the better teams and s to see how you measure up. And we feel mm -hmm. like we measure up, and we, we're excited about playing them. And feel the same way about Co. You know, Co is a good team. We've we've gone back and forth and had an opportunity to beat Co. You know, a few times over the last couple of years, and it's been back and forth. They've beaten us, we've beaten them. So um, that'll be a good battle as well. Um, so we're excited to see. I think that'll be a true test of where we of of how we look going into the fall of 21. Well, and it's exciting, just if nothing else, just to be able to play football, given everything that's happened in the last year. Sure is, sure is. We're we're excited too. You know, every 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 opportunity we get a chance to step on the field will be a blessing this spring. Absolutely. Well, Coach Helmanick, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me and talk about this past year and give us a little preview of this of this upcoming or this current season now, right? And uh, and good luck, good luck with everything. Thanks, we're, Robert. We're Appreciate you having me. Looking for some more victories, right? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks again. And I also want to thank our producer, Trent Hanselman, another former football player. And thank you to everyone who listened into our discussion. For more podcasts as well as Loris news and features, be sure to visit the Loris Daily website at daily.loris.edu. While you're there, you can sign up for email notifications so you don't miss out on any Loris news. You can also stay up to date on Duhawk football and other athletics news at duhawks.com. We hope you'll join us next time for another Duhawk Digest. Until then, take care of yourselves and each other, and go Duhawks. Do